KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. Hey, it's Matt Leon. Some huge news out of the Philadelphia basketball world. Herb McGee, the Hall of Fame coach at Division II Thomas Jefferson University, has announced he will retire at the end of the upcoming season, which will be his 54th season as the head coach of the Rams. McGee was inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame in 2011. He has 1,123 career wins, which is good for second all-time in men's college basketball history. The only coach ahead of him, Duke's Mike Shashevsky. Now, McGee has been at the school in one role or another since 1959. First, he was a star player for the Rams, scoring 2,235 points, which is still good for third all-time in program history. Then he spent four seasons as an assistant before taking over as the head coach at then Philadelphia Textile back in 1967. McGee's longtime assistant, Jimmy Riley, will take over the program as head coach after this season had the chance to catch up with Herb McGee, talk about his decision, what he expects his last campaign to be like, and much, much more. Give a listen. All right, so to start, the decision to make this your last season, why now? Why was it the right time to to pull the trigger on this? Each year in the past X number of years, I would sit down with the family, you know, my wife and kids, and we would talk about it. And uh, uh, it wasn't at the time the right time, but this time just turns out to be the right time. You know, 54 years, I think, might be enough, uh, Matt. I don't think anybody else has ever done that. And I didn't really set out to break any records uh, as far as longevity is concerned. But it was something that if I enjoyed it and I still enjoy it, I'm ready to go. Last year during the pandemic, it entered my mind. But then I knew I wanted to coach another year. So I made the decision that I'd coach this year and then announce. Uh, Originally, I was going to announce when the season was over. But I, I decided to announce before, after speaking with our president, Dr. Clasco, uh, and what, what my main goal was to make sure that Jim Riley got my job. I didn't want to leave that out for uh, some search committee to try and come up with a million names. I made sure, and I did it through the president, that Jimmy would get my job, and he agreed. And it wasn't a difficult sell because everybody loves Jimmy. And uh, now that he's got the job, I feel comfortable leaving the job. So basically, that's the reason that happened this year. You kind of mentioned the pandemic, and I'm curious, kind of, I think a lot of people have kind of, over the last year and a half, taken stock of things and kind of looked at the lay of the land, maybe that you didn't before the pandemic. Just kind of talk about that kind of playing into it in kind of the long game, kind of taking a a, a snapshot of where you are and where you want to be. Yeah, you know, the whole time last year, uh, I stopped practicing in the first semester because I thought it was dangerous. And then when we decided to opt out, and that was my idea, which I sold, I think, to Dr. Clasco to not play, proved to be the right, the right decision because they never finished the conference games. They were canceling games right and left. They never had the playoffs. And some of the coaches that actually played games during the season told me, said you did the right thing by opting out. But the whole time I'm not here and uh, I would come in for practice the second semester and we did what a couple hours, like four hours a week. I kept thinking to myself, you know what, next year should be my last year. And after talking it over basically with the family and especially my wife, Jerry, we came to the agreement that this would be the right time. Does it feel real yet? 
Yeah, it does. But I made my mind up a while ago. That's a good question. But it'll be becomes even more real. I've been receiving, as you can imagine, calls and text messages all day from different guys that played for me, coach with me, uh, my friends in coaching, Phil Martelli. I know I'll hear from, you know, all the guys, John Calipari and John Beeline and all the friends that I've made over the years coaching. I know that they'll get a hold of me. So I will answer their texts and uh, answer their calls. I've got a, I just had a bunch of calls already from some of my former players. And it makes me feel good because, you know, they're saying what a pleasure it was and an honor uh, to play here at the university and play for me. So, especially the guys that played all the time. <laughs> the guys, the guys that absorb most in a minute, they're the guys that they uh, love me the most. This year I'm imagining now is going to be different than anything, any of your other years coaching, because I think, there's going to be a lot of attention, a lot of ceremonies, a lot of people coming up to talk to you when you're on the road for the last time. Are you kind of mentally prepared for what this season will yeah. be like? Yeah. I. Uh, the one concern that I have, and I've talked to the folks here at the university, is um, I don't want to do a bunch of things all year long, like uh, meet, meet and greet people and stuff like that. I don't want to have it take away from these kids. Uh, they deserve to have their own season, and I, I want it to be that way. Now, but there will be some uh, obvious emphasis on me being my last year, but I'm going to try to deflect that away from me and onto the team as best I can. So that's one of the things I talked to the powers that be around here about, that I didn't want to go through a bunch of, uh, you know, let's say we play a team for the last time and they want to give me a trophy. So I'm not interested. You know, I'm interested only in what these guys can do. This is their this is their season. Besides being my last season, this is their this is their season. Guys didn't play last year; they're chomping at the bit in order to play. So I, I don't want it to detract from what we're trying to accomplish as a team. To that point, when you told the guys, what was the reaction? They were fine. I think kids nowadays they don't really show that much emotion. Do you know what I mean? Uh, they all were, okay, coach, whatever you say, coach, whatever you say. And I think they were, I guess the word would be relieved when they knew that their their new coach, my concern would be if I'm a kid, I said, well, who's going to coach me next year? But now that they know it's Coach Riley, they don't have any problem with it. As a matter of fact, I'm sure they're looking forward to it. For people that don't know, Jimmy Riley's been integral to your success for the last several years when he's been on staff so big in recruiting and all that, what makes him special? What, you know, why are you so excited for him to take over? He has an unbelievable work ethic. There's no job is too big for him or too small for him. And he turns, he, let, he does not let any stone go unturned. He's a dedicated guy. He's a good guy. He's a good man. Everybody that knows him likes him. Uh, he's a very good recruiter. He has a tremendous way with kids and with their parents and with the AAU coaches. He's very well connected. And, uh, you know, he commands respect when he's in the room. So the players respect him and uh, parents respect him. And he'll do a terrific job recruiting, which he already has. I Each year, I, I tried to give him more to do. Part of it selfishly because it's better, easier for me, but also because I wanted to make sure that he was prepared to take over and run this program. And, and there's nobody that I can't tell you how prepared he is. 
he could he could do it. He'd be able to do it easily. And uh, I'm actually looking forward to uh, watching his teams play when I when I leave. What do you think you'll miss the most? The interaction with the kids. You know, the wins and losses. Yeah, there, there's nothing that nothing can touch. And you've been here a number of years, Matt. When we have played a tough game, it's been back and forth. And then all of a sudden, somebody makes a play at the end of a game, and there's still time on the clock, but it's obvious we're going to win the game. That's the best time of the game and best time of the day. When you have, you know, you've worked your rear end off and you finally have it where you want it, and the game's going to end with you as the winning team. So I'd love to win games. I just, I'm not saying I'm different than anybody else, but I just love winning basketball games. It's been uh, so much fun for me over the years. Uh, we've done a good job with it, but I, no, no game that we play. Uh, I never go into any game that we play when I, I think we can't win. When I first started coaching, we played a number of the big five schools and uh, we did very well. We did very well with the schools in the city. And it was because I think I had them prepared, but I also, my players know how badly that I want to win. And I think it inflects in fix in them that they feel the same way. So we won't accept losing is not acceptable around here. So one of the greatest things I've ever heard is uh, the Arizona state football coach, Herman Edwards. Uh, of course, you know, made that great play for the Eagles back in the day when Bizarchek fumbled the ball instead of just dropping to a knee, the ball bounced right to Herman. He went in for a touchdown. He was an immediate hero in the city and then coaching the NFL for a few years. And now he's done a good job at Arizona state. And he's being interviewed one day and he looked at the reporter who asked him a question and he looked at the guy incredulously. And he said, you play to win the game. And he repeated it. And the guy looked at him. Yeah. Okay. So he said, no, no, you don't understand. You play to win the game. And that's the way I've been since I started. The only thing that matters is winning the game. You got to play to win the game and the players know how they feel about it. And I think it, it affects they, the way they approach it. 